11th Hour Audio presents The Vacant Sea, A Widow's Walk. This coast is cursed. Has been for centuries. Maybe longer. Some folks say the boys down at Plymouth Rock brought it with them. The Nossets believed the disease from the old world was the curse. As their settlements spread, so did the death, all the way up the coast, from the Narragansett Bay to the banks of the St. Croix, and the curse followed. But I believe it's much older than that. It's a darkness in every slab of granite, in every piece of timber. When you build a house or raise a sail, you release it into the world. And the souls that walk those wooden floors or climb those stone steps wear it like a crucifix hanging from their necks. Oh, my Edward. This is the story of one of those sad souls. May the seas lie smooth before you. May a gentle breeze forever fill your sails. May sunshine warm your face and kindness warm your soul. Until we meet again, may God bless you and keep you safe. Her name's Elizabeth. Her husband Edward is a ship captain, and he just left for a long trip to sea. My dearest Edward, I hope by chance this letter finds you safe. Oh, how I miss you so. I miss your gruff voice, and your soft words, your gentle touch, and your strong resolve, your sharp wit, and kind eyes. But with all my despair, this letter brings good news. I am with child and further along than I could ever have imagined. I can feel with all my being that I will bear you a son. I can only pray he will grow to be as wise and strong and gentle as you. I have also taken on a young woman from the other side of the village, a midwife named Marion. I have grown quite fond of her and admire her zealous natures. She is a bit rough around the edges, but she has a big heart and a kind soul. And she makes me laugh like a schoolgirl. I think you would like her. I shall write again soon, until the sun sets upon the horizon and the moon dances on the waves. Your devoted wife, Elizabeth. Elizabeth came from money, old money. Little did her father know, the man Elizabeth married didn't have two quid to rob together. What on earth are you doing? Is that a message in a bottle? Just wishful thinking, I suppose. Is that what they call it in Essex? Sussex. Well, here on the Cape, we call it a waste of time. I hardly think hopes and dreams are a waste of time, Marion. Haven't you ever wished for the impossible? I'd have more luck searching this beach for a single speck of sand. Did you know there are more stars in the sky than grains of sand on the earth? I guess it'd be smarter praying to the Sandman, then. <laughs> you are devilish, Marion. I don't know how you do it, Miss Farrington. Marion, call me Elizabeth. You're much more to me than a midwife. Elizabeth, this waiting must be unbearable. It can be, but we weather the storm. I didn't marry a barrister, although my father may think I have. <laughs> now... I married a gentleman with calluses on his hands and adventure in his heart. But you must be so lonely. It would drive me mad. Not with a friend like yourself by my side? It's like my Edward would always say. 
There are good ships and wood ships, and ships that sail the sea. The best ships are friendships, and may they always be. That is well said. My Edward has a way with words. Ooh, and a nice bird. <gasps> That's my husband, Marion. He has got a splendid ass. <laughs> <laughs> Elizabeth paced the deck of a couple every evening for a fortnight. They called it a widow's watch. The widow would stare hopelessly at the horizon for any glimmer of hope. Please, hurry home, Edward. When weeks turn to months... I don't think your son can wait much longer. Their daughter couldn't wait a single sunset longer. No! No! Breathe, Miss Elizabeth, breathe. Get out of the way, Daisy. By the glow of candlelight, push, Elizabeth, Elizabeth push. screams and moans and pushes their daughter into the world. It's a girl. Wee little girl. What's her name, Miss Elizabeth? Cordelia. Like my Edward. She's my heart. And a daughter of the sea. Edward was promised a son. But a Cordelia would have to do. And soon, Elizabeth's tears of joy are replaced with... The crying of baby Cordelia. No matter what Elizabeth did... Or said, or sang. She couldn't dry baby Cordelia's tears. Until one morning when the sunrise brought a knock on the door. I'm coming, I'm, I'm coming. What is it? I have an infant fast asleep upstairs. I'm looking for the lady of the house. Well, surely that is me. But what could possibly be so urgent at this hour? I was told to deliver this letter. Have a good day. What is it, Miss Elizabeth? We regret to inform you that your husband's ship, the SS Sunset Dawn, capsized somewhere in the North Atlantic. Oh, no! After, After an exhaustive, exhaustive search... search Pieces, pieces from the wreckage, from the wreckage were, found were found washed ashore on the coast of Newfoundland, coast of North presumably North with no survivors. Presumably Not no Master Edward. Accept our condolences. A representative of the company will be in touch with the death benefit. Poor Miss Elizabeth. Nonsense, Daisy. Edward would want me to be strong, and I will not sully his memory with wasteful tears. Cordelia needs a good example. Speaking of... Please awaken her and prepare her for the day. Lots to do. Miss Elizabeth. Go on. Let me see. I have to contact the attorneys. And, of course, my father. He would be at the estate at this time of year. Perhaps I should write to his manservant. What on earth is going on down here? And where the best place it's to contact Master him. Edward. And then we would also need... He's dead. Lost at sea. Edward. Oh, come here. Shush, shush. Let it out. That's right. Let it out. My Edward. 
As winter settled in, Elizabeth dried her tears and directed all her time to Cordelia. With a magical kiss, the young princess woke from her slumber, and they lived happily ever after. <gasps> Mummy loves you, darling. Daisy? Daisy? Yes, Miss Elizabeth? I'm going for a walk with Marion. Please get Cordelia ready for bed. I'll be back to tuck her in. Right away, Miss Elizabeth. But with winter comes the darkness. Now where is little Cordelia? The days are shorter. You're usually attached at the hip. The nights are longer. She's with Daisy. Daisy. An odd little duck. <laughs> She's harmless. Her family have been with us for generations. She gives me the creeps. Miss Elizabeth? Speak of the devil. Miss Elizabeth. What's she quacking about now? Miss Elizabeth. Miss Elizabeth. Daisy, what is it? Miss Elizabeth, come quick. It's, it's, it's not my fault. The floor was wet and the bottle and left room. Daisy, get a hold of yourself. You're speaking in tongues. It's... It's Miss Cordelia. <gasps> oh, my. What did you do? my fault. It's not my fault. Ah, but it was. She was just too simple to know why. When Elizabeth entered that nursery, she found an empty crib and an open window. Oh my God! A hundred feet down on the rocky shoals below, Baby Cordelia's swaddling blanket lies on the jagged rocks. With a smash of a wave, blanket is pulled out to sea. Vanished. <laughs> Daisy. It's not my fault. Daisy. It's not my fault. It was my... Elizabeth's screams filled the air. Given the circumstances, Daisy's services were no longer needed. Swear. It's not my fault. Quack, quack, <laughs> little duck. It's not now the entire village is looking for sweet little Cordelia. There's still hope. Elizabeth couldn't cry a single drop more. Her face is blank. Dead inside. How about some tea? That'll surely make you feel better. Spring came and went, and there was no sight of little baby Cordelia. It's like she washed out to sea and joined her father somewhere in the North Atlantic. On occasion, Elizabeth would imagine Edward and Cordelia living in a small fishing village in Nova Scotia or Newfoundland. Or perhaps she's with the mermaids in Atlantis. Or maybe she's crab bait somewhere at the bottom of George's Bank or the Gulf of Maine. Over the years, some folks would say you can hear Cordelia's tears if you hold a shell to your ear. There may even be an old folk song about it. Either way, she's dead. And no amount of tears, or prayers, or songs would ever bring Cordelia back. Eventually, the spring winds were calmed by the summer sun. 
Harsh winter was but a memory as the locals flooded the streets and the fishing boats sailed out to sea. But it was still cold and dark in Elizabeth's house. She spent her days staring out the window and her nights pacing the halls. Her tears could wash the worn floors she shuffled across. Like most summers, the news of coming births were common. Not much to do in the winter, but fuck and fight. Soon, Marion and her talents were employed by another young, wealthy couple somewhere up north. and She was but a ghost in the halls of Elizabeth's prison by the sea. Well, I'll check in with you once I get settled. Very well. Goodbye, Elizabeth. I'll miss you. After Marion left, Elizabeth considered sailing home to England, but couldn't tear herself from the hopeless dream that Cordelia or Edward would show up at the doorstep one day. So she sat and waited, and paced, and waited, and cried, and waited, and screamed, and waited, until she nearly withered away. But one night, while Elizabeth lay awake in bed, she heard a faint noise down the hall. Assuming it was Daisy or Marion, she'd yell, Leave me alone! After a few moments, the noise became clearer. It was the crying of a baby. Cordelia? Cordelia? But Elizabeth still called to her. Cordelia! Cordelia! The next couple nights, the crying continued. And each night, she let Elizabeth get a little further down the hall before the quiet returned. Cordelia! Cordelia! This went on for days, maybe weeks. Poor Elizabeth paced those lonely halls chasing a ghost and her sanity. Until one night, Elizabeth followed Cordelia's tears all the way to the widow's walk. Mommy's coming, Cordelia. Mommy's coming, my darling. But when she opened the door, Cordelia's cries dissipate into the night. In that moment, Cordelia. with more tears in her eyes than water in Frenchman Bay, Cordelia. Elizabeth snaps out of it. What are you doing? You're mad. It was time for Elizabeth to stop feeling sorry for herself and head home. Father will know what to do. That night, for the first night in a long time, Elizabeth closed her eyes and fell asleep. The next morning, Elizabeth opened her eyes to the sound of birds singing and sunshine warming her face. The whole house seemed different, a little less cold and a little more bright. She opened all the windows and scrubbed all the floors and packed all her things. It wouldn't be long before she secured passage back to England. But before poor Elizabeth could go, she had to say one final goodbye to Edward and Cordelia. 
with tears in my heart. I am afraid I must say my final goodbye. Mummy loves you with all of her heart, Cordelia. And Edward, oh my Edward, you taught me how to love. I will never hold another in my arms or my heart. I will carry the sand from this beach with me until my dying day to remind me of this blessed bliss I had on this small island in the North Atlantic. Goodbye, my loves, until the sun sets upon the horizon and the moon dances on the waves. Elizabeth settled in for a final night in that old vacant house, and she fell fast asleep. But the thing about ghosts, they need someone to haunt. Otherwise, they're just forgotten memories of unremarkable lives. I don't know if it was the silence or a bad dream, but when the clock stopped, Elizabeth burst from her bed. (gasps) Hello? Who's there? Sometimes the quiet of night is more torturous than any unexplained sound. With a deep breath, Elizabeth slowly opens her bedroom door and stares into a veil of darkness. Hello? Elizabeth peeked into the dark hall. She looked left and saw nothing. Hello? She looked right. Hello? And saw even less. Marion? Daisy? Even in the dead of night, old houses make noises. Over time, the wood and stone settles deeper into the earth, like it's being swallowed by the devil himself. When Elizabeth reaches the top of the stairs, she notices the front door is wide open. What on earth? But before she could take a single step, (gasps) Elizabeth gasps. She runs as fast as she can. And with every step, Elizabeth loses a little bit more of her sanity. Cordelia! Cordelia, don't worry! Mummy's coming! As soon as Elizabeth acknowledged little baby Cordelia's name, she invited her ghost back into the house and into her heart. Cordelia! I'm coming! Mommy's coming! But the second Elizabeth crosses the threshold into the nursery, the crying stops, and so does the music. Elizabeth's tears begin to dry. They're once again replaced with cries from baby Cordelia. Elizabeth chased that ghost down the hall all the way to the attic stairs. Cordelia! All while calling out. Cordelia, I'm coming! I'm coming! I'm coming! Elizabeth follows Cordelia up the steep stairs to... Widow's Walk. But as soon as she bursts through the door... She is smacked with the cold reality of a hot summer wind. She was being haunted by a memory. 
the ghost of guilt. And when she reached the railing, the same railing she spent weeks waiting and waiting for her husband to return home, a familiar voice emerged from the shadows. Elizabeth? Edward? <laughs> Is it really you? We were looking everywhere for you. Miss Elizabeth, you should be back in bed. At that moment, Elizabeth knew she had lost her mind. But she didn't care if that meant she could have a family back. You need your rest. Where's Cordelia? Is Enough, she... Elizabeth! Let's get you back in bed. Get your hands off me! How dare you! Now, go and fetch Cordelia. There is no Cordelia! No. You made her up. No. No, 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 we have a beautiful baby girl. She's just a figment of your imagination. No. We have a daughter named Cordelia. No, we don't. Stop this right now. Stop this right now, Daisy, and bring me Cordelia. I'm sorry, but she isn't real, Miss Elizabeth. You have to believe me. Elizabeth? Marion? Where are you? Ah, curse that woman. Elizabeth? Apparently, Marion got word of Elizabeth's departure and wanted to say goodbye in person. Marion, help! Marion was a true friend to Elizabeth, probably the only one she ever had. I'm coming, Elizabeth, I'm coming! Marion ran up those stairs so fast that when she reached the top, she was greeted by a familiar face. Daisy, where is Elizabeth? But instead of a reply... Daisy lunged at Marion. She wrapped her small hands around Marion's throat until she was gasping for breath. Quack. Quack. Little bitch. Until Daisy choked her to death. Stay away from me. Or what? I'll jump. In that case, let me help you. My God. Edward wraps his calloused hands around poor Elizabeth's throat. As she gasps for air, Daisy appears, holding little baby Cordelia. Wave goodbye to Mummy Cordelia. Don't you worry, I'll take good care of her for you. As Elizabeth takes her final breath, a smile grows across her face. I guess Elizabeth would give anything to see Cordelia one last time. With that, the railing broke, and Edward finally released his grip on poor Elizabeth. And she fell and fell, a hundred feet until she was swallowed by the rocks and sea. To this day, if you walk the halls of the Sandcastle Inn, or you rest your head on one of their pillows, you can still hear the crying of poor Miss Elizabeth as she roams the halls searching for her sweet little baby Cordelia. The end. Or is it just the beginning? The Vacant Sea, Part 1. A Widow's Walk. Written and produced by Glenn Mercer. Music by James Iracy. Starring Erica Sanderson as Elizabeth. Owen McEwen as Edward. Kirsty Wolven as Daisy. And Sarah Fields as 
as Marion.